eyes. Brian had that kind of pride. Tucker swallowed hard and watched him do it some more, and then walked away to very quietly Google occupational therapy plus shoulder injuries on his computer and search for an hour. The next day, he stopped by one of the little art galleries that lined R Street, one of the ones with the pottery on display and a kiln in the back. When he came home, he took the small plastic-wrapped package he'd bought for $8 of hard-earned tip money and some guest labor and set it down quietly in front of Brian as he worked hard to clean the kitchen with one fully functioning hand and some recently healed ribs. Brian had looked at him, his head cocked, and Tate found that for the first time in their relationship, he had trouble speaking. He started to unwrap the plastic and expose the polymer clay. You can cook it in the oven, but I understand it smells like ass, he said. And then, with a self-conscious look up at Brian, he pulled the black half-glove from his own crippled hand and nodded at Brian's arm. Brian swung his arm gingerly forward, and Tate said, Come here. Brian's lips tilted, and they did that so rarely these days. When they'd first met, Brian had been all eyes and quiet peace, but the corners of his mouth had tilted up more often than not. Since he'd been beaten almost to death by the same guy who'd raped Talker six months earlier, his smile or even that little lip tilt that said everything was okay had been rare, but not now. Tate positioned Brian in front of the clay and stood behind him, pressing his chest firmly against Brian's back and taking Brian's injured arm in his own crippled hand. Still, without speaking, he slid his hand to Brian's and then placed it on the clay. Brian said, I'm not that stupid, Talker. Shh, Tate whispered, placing a delicate pained kiss on Brian's injured shoulder. Shh, just try it. It's supposed to be good for your fine motor skills. I don't care what you make. Just make something. Just watch it get better. You're mad now, okay? You're mad because your body won't do what it should, and because it hurts, and because you can't work, and it hurts worse when you're mad, okay? I'm not mad at you, Brian said roughly. Spreading his fingers with effort, Tate took the gesture for what it was meant to be, and laced his own fingers, scarred and crippled from the childhood fire that had scarred his face and his body, in with Brian's sound, if battered ones. I know. But it hurts me watching you, okay? Just try this. Try this. If it doesn't work, we'll try something else. Lindy can teach you to crochet. The doc can teach you to knit. Something. But try this. It's not like you just work out for vanity. I know it. You think that's a waste of time. This is making something. It'll be good. He felt the iron in Brian's back soften, bend, become pliable. Brian's hand began to work the clay. It was cold and unyielding at first, but Tate braced Brian's shoulder with his own and used the little force his own hand could exert, and together they warmed it up, kneaded it, made it soft and warm and as sweet as Brian's heart. After a few minutes, Brian kept working, and Tate slowly backed away. He walked quietly to the bathroom and washed his hands, humming Defying Gravity from Wicked. Talker thought for a moment about sleeping in, but he couldn't. High tide was in half an hour, and, well, since they'd moved out to Petaluma, his heart had beat to the tides. He tried to slide out of bed unnoticed. Brian had been up late the night before working, and he needed his sleep for the day, an evening to come. But it was no use. He walked to the window in sleep shorts and a t-shirt, both of them worn soft and thin, and stood for a minute at the window. God, the sea hadn't gotten any less pretty. 
for all they'd been there for nearly two years. He heard Brian's groan and turned to watch as Brian rolled over and reached out a hand to his empty cooling pillow. Most lovers would be grumpy or whiny. Talker imagined that almost anyone else in the world would groan, baby, come back to bed. But not Brian. Instead, he rolled over to his back and thrust his face up to catch the sunshine, smiling as it sank into his skin and eyelids. We going this morning? He slurred as game to go out this morning into the cold of Northern California's Pacific Ocean as he used to be to go running with Tate along the bike trail in the heavy heat of the Sacramento summer. Tate walked back to the bed and threw himself across, enjoying the way the box springs creaked on the mattress. Brian had been working late a lot, and he hadn't heard that sound as much as he would have liked. Yeah, he said answering Brian's question. We're always going, if you're up for it. Brian smiled and put his two good hands on either side of Tate's chest, pushing them between...